Welcome to the Talking Tenancies podcast, brought to you by the Residential Tenancies Authority. I'm your host, Belinda Hyde. Join me as we explore everything you need to know about renting in Queensland with experts from the RTA and industry. We're here to help make renting work for everyone. The Residential Tenancy Authority urges Queensland tenants to remain vigilant and be alert when it comes to searching for their next rental property. Common scams can include online classified ads or social media posts from people pretending to be real property managers or owners that mislead tenants into paying deposits or bonds for rental properties that are sometimes fake or unavailable addresses. These unfortunate situations leave prospective tenants in the challenging position of trying to recover their losses, which can be a long and drawn-out process. Today's expert from the RTA is Mark Fiddler. Welcome, Mark. Morning, Belinda. Now, can you tell us about your role at the RTA and what you're responsible for? Yeah, I'm one of the senior support officers in the contact centre. So we look after and deal with escalations from uh, our staff in the contact centre and obviously our customers that are ringing in. So that's, uh, that's my role and I've been here with the RTA for about 15 years. Excellent. And uh, you're backed by popular demand, of course, now. <laughs> Today we're talking about how to protect yourself from rental scams. And this is something um, that, unfortunately, is uh, growing in popularity. In terms of legislation, what are the requirements that must be met by a managing party when renting out a property to a prospective tenant? Yeah, so first and foremost, the manager or owner must provide a copy of the proposed tenancy agreement to a prospective tenant before anything is signed and bond money is paid. So this gives the prospective tenant a time or an opportunity to read through all the terms and conditions of the agreement, understand what they're committing to and ask any questions that they may have. The prospective tenant can also negotiate the terms regarding their rights and obligations for anything in the special terms section to be changed or even added to. If both the tenant and the property manager owner sign the agreement and the tenant pays the bond, then a receipt must be provided and the bond must be lodged with the RTA within 10 days. We'll talk more about that process in a little bit more detail. It's important to note that tenancy laws in Queensland don't cover the rental application process. They only outline the rules for property managers or owners to advertise the property at a set price and that they cannot request or solicit offers of higher rent from prospective tenants, which can result in a rent bidding situation. We're hearing a lot about uh, rental scams lately and currently there's lots of people moving around because people want to be settled in before Christmas time and at this time of recording, we're in November. What are some of the common rental scams that we need to be aware of? Yeah, look, obviously scammers are, are after your money. Uh, there's a number of ways that they'll try and do that. What they'll tend to do is try and uh, pretend to be a property manager or a property owner associated with a property. It's obviously quite easy to do because there's so many different photos of rental properties and addresses online these days. Scammers can be advertising properties from a random street or a chosen property for a rental advert uh, for, for something that isn't really for rent. They might also be advertising fake or made-up rental properties uh, or addresses altogether. We've had situations in the contact centre where people have rung in, um, paid a bond for a property and then turned up to find that that property doesn't exist at all. So wow. these are the sorts of things that we're looking at. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
once you know what they want, and generally it's money, then it's a little bit easier to look out for the traps. Yeah, and I mean, you've really got to just be very careful and do your research as well. So what are some tips to make sure a property that you're interested in, particularly if you're looking at it online and you want to rent it, is legitimate? Yeah, look, this is a big one. Um, There's a few checks you can do in the first instance to help establish credibility of a property. Uh, Cross-check the details and the images associated with a rental property. Uh, Make sure that they're consistent uh, and professional across different websites and adverts. So usually one property will be looked after by one organisation, whether it's uh, an individual or an agent. Mm-hmm. Um, check addresses on Google Maps uh, you know, to ensure that it is a legitimate rental ad- or a, a, you may not know it's a rental address, but certainly check that it is a legitimate address. Yeah. Um, make sure that the details match, you know, the house number, garage space, you know, those sorts of things. Um, the property looks the same that it does you know, in the photos uh, from the advert. So mm-hmm. you can you know, bring up your street search now and, yep. and, and compare those sorts of things. So um, you can, you know, as I said, the garage, you know, the fence, the letterbox, make sure that they're all there. Uh, even reverse image searches mm. um, for something that you, know, you might not be sure about. Yep. So... Uh, also, um, you know, simple web searches to find the rental history of the property uh, or history of advertisements relating to the same property or address. Uh, scammers are quick to use photos and details from recent legitimate rental properties advertised in their fake advert uh, or even pictures from, you know, properties for sale and those sorts of things. So another check that you could do is pay attention to the rent price advertised. Now, this is really um, important. The RTA has a median rent quick finder tool on its website. will give you an idea of how much it may cost to rent a type of property in a particular postcode. And this data is updated every three months. Be cautious if the rent amount listed for a property seems low, especially in a rental market as it is at the moment with a lot of demand. If it's too good to be true... It, it generally is. is exactly right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it. And um, just on that median rents finder as well, Mark, um, it's really useful regardless of whether, you know, you're trying to avoid a scam or not because if you want to check whether the rent price is actually, you know, on on, on ballpark figure, um, it's a great measure for that, you know, just to make sure, again, you're not getting ripped off. Yeah, oh, exactly right. Mm. So um, whether it's, you know, obviously not purely, as we said, for the scam aspect yeah. of things, but just as a tool to, to check where you're at and yeah. what you should be paying or could be paying. Exactly, and in this tight market, it's something that's a, a very handy tool. Yep. Now, let me give you a scenario. If I'm interstate or overseas and I'd like to rent a property, what can I do to make sure the property is genuinely for rent? Look, we'd encourage you to do the same checks we mentioned before for the, um, for, you know, for the rental, around the rental advertisement. If it looks legitimate, after that, the next thing you should do is ask for an inspection of the property. If you can't inspect in person, a lot of property managers may offer virtual inspections via a video these days. Mm. So, a good option to to check if they'll do that. The other option is to arrange a friend or a a friend or family member to inspect it on your behalf. Scammers will often provide excuses as to why you can't visit the property, especially if it doesn't exist. (laughs) Um, and access can usually be arranged with proper notice if there's existing tenants in the property uh, around our, you know, our rules of entry and those sorts of things. Yep. Uh, inspecting the property is important 
Uh, so you can assess whether, firstly, it exists, yeah. but secondly, whether the property meets your expectations and fits your lifestyle and needs, and if the conditions and inclusions of the property are as advertised. Mm. You can ask for more details on the rental application process to ensure that the rental property is genuinely for rent. Most property managers or owners will have a process for sifting through rental applications and doing background checks when choosing a tenant. It would be a big red flag if the property manager or owner doesn't seem to have a process for assessing applications or choosing a tenant, or if they respond quickly to you to say that you're the successful tenant and rush you to pay the bond money and or a few weeks' rent in advance without providing you with a proposed tenancy agreement. Yeah. So again, too good to be true? Mm-hmm. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah. If you're moving from interstate or overseas and you may not know the lay of the land or you don't have friends or family who are able to assist with the search, then it may be a safer option to go with a real estate agent or a property management company for the first time around as opposed to seeing something off, you know, social media or or private. Yeah, yeah. As we know, 75% of rental bonds in Queensland are managed by real estate agents or property managers. Yeah, Um, and I guess that's just it. You just got to make sure that there is a proper agreement before you even think about paying any bond money or any rent, um, and make sure you communicate um, and ask the questions because it can just mess up very easily. Yeah, it can. Uh, and as we said right up front, um, there's a couple of things that the agent is required to do, and one of those is provide that agreement mm. before committing you to anything. So if you're getting a sense that you're being pressured into making a payment before you've seen any of those that paperwork or those agreements, then I'd be taking a step back and... Yeah, trust your gut on that one. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yep. Now, um, speaking of payments, payments up front, what's the deal here? Like what fees can be legally asked to be paid up front? So it's a really good question and it's something to keep in mind when you are on your search. So a property manager uh, or owner can't charge a prospective tenant an application fee. Mm-hmm. Under our legislation and before the tenancy agreement is signed, they, ca- they can be only asked to pay a refundable key deposit mm-hmm. and that's generally when you're going to do an inspection. Yep. So you pay and a you deposit. And you should get that back. Yeah, that's yep. exactly right. As soon as you come you back. You should give and the keys back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then a holding deposit, which is generally after the application process, you've been successful and you need some time to mm-hmm. decide. Mm-hmm. You may pay a holding deposit um, in in that situation. So if the prospective tenant goes ahead with the property, then the holding deposit reverts and becomes the first week's rent Mm -hmm. or a part of the bond. Uh, If they choose not to take the property and they do it within the time frame stated on the holding deposit receipt, then that money should be returned to the tenant. Yep. so, and then a prospective tenant obviously should be given a copy of the tenancy agreement at the time that they pay the holding deposit mm-hmm. so that that way they've got the opportunity. They still haven't committed, yep. but they've got the opportunity to assess the terms and conditions before they make that commitment. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, it's important to remember that you should get a receipt for any money that you pay. I can't stress this enough. The receipt should clearly state what the money was paid for, whether the money is refundable, timeframes and conditions that apply to the refund. For example, a decision is required by a certain date for refunding the holding deposit, otherwise it's forfeited. And, of course, the contact details of the person that you've paid the money to. 
The same applies to other payments that you make when you sign a tenancy agreement, like your bond and rent. Mm. That's uh, a really important one because um, handing over money without a receipt, just do not go anywhere until you get that receipt because, you know, it could be the last you see of them and the last you see of money. So it's really important that you have an official receipt for what you've paid for because, again, they could come back to you and say, oh, you didn't pay us anything. Yeah, and that's, as as I mentioned earlier, the, f- the types of calls that we get into the contact centre about this mm. generally are at a point where it's it's all too late. Mm. The money's been paid. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's, it, there's not a lot that we can do about it in those circumstances. So mm. uh, do your due diligence up front. Make sure that you've got proper receipts for anything that you make payments for and it might be a little bit easier to track down yeah. um, where things are at. And stand your ground if they say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or see it as a red flag yeah, absolutely. and step away from it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, when paying a bond, um, how can you safeguard yourself to ensure that it gets lodged with the RTA? So under our laws, under Queensland Tenancy Law, rental bonds must be lodged with the RTA for safekeeping. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, it's important to get a receipt for any money that you pay. When you are asked to pay a bond at the start of the tenancy, there are a couple of options. You can choose to lodge your bond securely online and directly with the RTA using our web services. Mm-hmm. This option ensures that any bond money comes directly to the RTA for safekeeping. Once the money is lodged with us, you and your property manager or owner will both receive an acknowledgement from us with a bond number, which obviously will come in handy at mm. the end of the tenancy. If your property manager or owner prefers that you pay the bond money to them and for them to lodge the bond with the RTA, then again, make sure that they provide you with a receipt as evidence that you've received, uh, that they've received the money. And again, the receipt should clearly state what it was for and how much and the details. Under law, under our tenancy law, they then have 10 days to lodge that bond with us. When they lodge the bond money with the RTA, all the parties again will receive an acknowledgement to say that the bond has been lodged and that will be in addition to the receipt that you were provided by the uh, property manager or owner when you paid the, the bond monies to you there. Yeah, so you just got to really look out in the mail for that uh, receipt or for the bond lodgement from the RTA uh, once you've paid that. Yeah, the part of the bond lodgement process now is that you will receive an email Excellent. that gives you the opportunity to... Uh, update your details online, online yep. through our web services and part of that is that you can agree to receive notices by email. Which is much quicker yeah, exactly than waiting right. on the post. Yep. So, yep. yeah, I think using that, that process online is so quick and so easy. So if you can get in on that, that will really help you to make sure your money's secure. Yeah, and security is the aspect of it. If you follow and lodge that money yourself, mm. then you're cutting out middleman mm. and any risk of losing it because money comes to us yep. uh, and you know it's we've got it and so it makes the refund process a whole lot easier and you know that it's with us and it's secure that's right and you can c- sort of control that process a little bit yourself yeah exactly right so what do you do if you've been impacted by a rental scam where can you go for help yeah there's a couple of ways that we can see, seek help um, you can report and make an official complaint to the office of fair trading or the OFT um, they look into upfront payment scams. You can also make a f- an official complaint to your local police station. Um, so the police, again, can investigate issues with buying and selling goods online and fraud. And you should also contact your bank as soon as possible if you've made 
bank transfers or transferred money in regards to those things because there may be some protections or opportunities that the bank can provide Excellent. Um, through that as well. Great. Well, there's so much to be mindful of when it comes to these rental scams. So thanks so much, Mark, for helping us to get a greater understanding on how to protect ourselves from rental scams. No worries at all, Belinda. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Talking Tenancies podcast. For more information about the Residential Tenancies Authority, visit rta.qld.gov.au.